0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Derek Pernasiglio Show. We've got another great guest joining us, but remember, follow us on our social and YouTube channels. Remember to hit that like and subscribe button below, and we need to get more subscribers. The more subscribers we get, the more Episodes we can bring to you. You can also find us on social media at the Derek Pernasiglio Show on Facebook, and then of course on Twitter and Instagram at Real DP Show. And the TikTok page is coming soon. I promise you, we're going to be uh, putting that together in just a few weeks. But. Today's guest we've got a, a great guest in. He is a longtime competitor in the Cup Series. Jerry Nadeau joins us. Jerry, thank you for coming on. This is a huge treat. For you us. make
1: me feel really old when you said a long time competitor. <laughs> well, you were in the series five years. for a while. Yeah, oh. five years. I mean, it was good. It was it was a little quick, but yeah, I had a good time. It was uh, it, time. it was cool though to run into you
0: to to be able to get you to 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 come on here and. Uh, you know, we ran into each other at the Dirt Track. Yeah. Um, Randy LaJoy suite, which was really cool. I make sure I hit that place every year. Randy's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was cool. It's a,
1: you know, I did a lot. I actually used to test after my accident. I used to test at the Dirt Track with my Legend car. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Years ago. So you bought a Legend car after you had your, had your injury? Yeah, because it was, it, I bought it after the accident because I was still with employed with MB2 Motorsports, and we bought a legend car to go play with. Okay, just to just kind of get my cognitive back and stuff, motor and, skills. And yeah, all that. And, and we we did a test uh, at Concord in a cup car, and, and um, it went okay, not the best. And I think deep down, I just felt like you know what, I don't see this ever really getting any better. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it's hard. It's hard when you when you mess with the the brain the main computer for your body, right. uh, it's not good. It, it's, what is it that, uh, I've I've heard them
0: say? It's uh, you You reach a certain level of, of healing and then you, you
1: level off. It, right? Yeah, it gets better in time. You right. know, th- I think the biggest thing is like my whole left side is basically numb. Um, Still it, to well, this day? Well, yeah, to this day, but it's not numb. I mean, it's more sensitive. So like if you prick me on my right side with my arm, I'll jump a little bit, but this side, I'll freak out. Really? Yeah, and it gets cold. And I think what they're saying is, you know, I damaged the right side of my thalamus in my brain, Mm -hmm. and um, the blood flow runs really slow on the left side, where the right side runs pretty quick. Okay. So the left side gets cold. Oh, really? So like if it's cold outside, I'll I'll tend to limp and I'll tend to hold my arm up because I'm just freezing on my left side. Really, yeah. I did not know that. Not a big okay. deal though. I'm normal. Okay. I think. Okay. <laughs> it's
0: right. okay. You, but you're still uh, you're still doing uh, uh, the the driving school yeah, yeah, for yeah, someone. Yeah. Now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Fill us in on that. Yeah, what, po-
1: what are you doing now? Uh, not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> not a lot. Well, now I'm off. I'm off till March next year, but. Um, I met a guy, Paul Arnold, who used to do a lot of Skippy stuff, Skip Barber Racing School stuff. And um, he bought some property in Tennessee and he started, he built a, himself a 2.3 mile road course. And he basically <laughs> bought out Skip Barber Racing. Oh, really? So he's got all the Skip Barber Formula Fords. Only bad thing is it's seven hours from a house. Wow. Yeah. So I do travel. I travel twice a where, month. Where
0: is this located again? Lynchburg, Lynchburg Tennessee, Tennessee. Home of Jack Daniels. Okay.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. So wow. cute. There's only like 5,000 people in this place and uh, a lot of Amish people, a lot of buggies and horses. And <laughs> um, it's a beautiful place, a beautiful facility. And I think if anybody ever does a the school, they're going to understand what I'm saying. I fell in love with this place when I first went to it, when he asked me to come down and do a school with me. Okay. And I've been doing a school ever since. It's been two years now, and it's, we usually do probably 13 to 14 shows a in, year.
0: And that's in Skip Barber cars? Yeah. Open wheel cars? Yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: Oh. So you have these guys come in that have never raced before, and you're instructing them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The schools, their kids are beginners, and they also have advanced schools, and they also they do times where people will hire me to do lapping with them. Okay. So, um... You get out... That's out. what I enjoy. So you get out on the track. Oh, in the, yeah. In the skippy car. And wheel the wheel.
0: Oh, so that, that's awesome. So yeah. you're still
1: getting to turn laps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I enjoy it. I mean, you know, I'm still a racer. Deep down, I'm still a racer. And I think the hardest thing is, you know, I, I can't do it. I can't go back and be competitive. If I didn't have a family, if I didn't have a wife and kids, mm-hmm. I think you would see me back out there. Yeah, and I know what you mean. And, and the thing is, is... You know, I have something in my brain that if I do take another slight hit, you know, it could possibly be over again. And, um, you know, my I love my kids to death. I love my wife and I think I just want to continue and hopefully uh, live a long, you know, prosperous life. But, hope you know, I, I do, I'm not sure if I really want to move to Tennessee. <laughs> um, I really kind of like it here. It's tempting. I like being home. I like being uh, near the dirt track and... I'm a dirt fan. I'm a huge dirt fan. I I, we go to the Chili Bowl every year. Oh
0: really? Oh
1: yeah. Oh yeah. Have you ever driven a midget? uh no, I driven a sprint car before. Oh okay. Yeah yeah, with Tony Hunt. We we at Jimmy Sills Racetrack somewhere in California, Ventura. Maybe yeah. Ventura, California. I think it was a small little bull ring near the beach, right? I don't know, but this place was really small. Okay, <laughs> it was, and it was a dust bowl. Right, right. I mean, they, literally, it was like you couldn't. This uh... so we had a non-wing spring car, right? No, no, it was a wing... Oh, it was a wing. <laughs> it was car. a four ten spring car. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. What you yeah. think? I loved it. <laughs> I, I absolutely loved it. I think um, Tony had to put new tires on his car to go faster than me. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it was a great fun. Uh, I used to own a Silver Crown car.
0: Tony I read Hem- that somewhere what I was doing research last night. You me, guys Me uh, and
1: Tom meaning Tom uh Tom Cotter. Okay. Uh Tom's the one who basically got my career going uh but we once I made it into NASCAR we put together Tom and Jerry and we started a Silver Crown sprint car. Right, team, with Tony driving. With Tony right? driving. Tony's a cool guy. He Tony's really a great guy. What a
0: career that he did like uh, all the sprint car and midget stuff he did he did over the years and then became the stunt driver for Ford versus Ferrari, oh, and how many and, other and they just, movies? Well, they just,
1: they're coming out with the movie. Um, the Ferrari movie. Yes. Right. Yeah. Tony But was he's telling done a me. lot. He's done a lot, and I continue to, to drag on his coattail, dude. Give me a job; I will hand out waters <laughs> <laughs> on the movie sets, yeah. right?
0: Oh my god, I can I I know, you know, some of those movies are big budget, so I can't imagine what those guys are getting paid to, to work on a, a major. Yeah, motion he's picture. he's done well. He's
1: done. He did. I think he did a majority of the Fast and Furious. Okay.
0: Do you stuff. Uh, Do you also know by any chance Brett Smurz? He's another road course racer that went the route of doing stunt driving in in movies and stuff cuz he you did spider Man movies too and
1: uh, he, did, he did that stuff. Yeah, do I get jealous? I get jealous cuz I would love to do it. <laughs> I'm a guy that can jump from building to building <laughs> cuz I'm ready to do it. I think it'd be so cool. Um, do you still uh, like stay active? Do you exercise, work out and all that stuff? No, I'm a kind of a loaf. I'm a bread. <laughs> I'm a loaf of bread. No, my, you know, I do. I, I mow the yard. I, okay. I blow leaves. I pack leaves. I do stuff. I take care of the house. I, okay. I walk in the woods. I, I don't do a lot of workout stuff. Okay. I think I never happened. I never was. I, I mean, no, I get you. No, you know, I, it's, I eat good my wife cooks really good there you go mm-hmm. okay that's
0: cool that's, yeah, that's yeah. good to know yeah yeah uh, getting back to the racing now so when you go away to this track in lynchburg it's this guy's private track it's his like it's, it's like his, his play well track? it's
1: it's it's him and randy um anderson uh they kind of came in together and built this place i think randy had the property and then Paul decide to buy some more property. I think he's got like a thousand acres. Wow. And he's got a two point three mile road course. He wants to build a little outlaw track. Which is so <laughs> okay. Cool. That's cool for um, bird raising. But yeah, he's um and he runs again, he runs LMP cars mm-hmm. in some of the IMSA shows and some of the endurance races. Um, but this is his own kind of private place, right? Does, does I'm just gonna say, does he have like actual like uh, uh,
0: IMSA events or like SCCA races? Yeah, SCCA, there? okay. He'll have now it? they okay. just
1: they just got the title to as an SCCA place. Okay. Whether they went in there to check, make sure this place is suitable for SCCA, mm-hmm. um, but they just had some. Uh, we just had some schools. Okay. For people to get SCCA license, so back in the
0: early part of my career, I worked uh, a lot with Rick Benjamin when he mm-hmm. had Carolina's Production Group, and we did um, we did Formula Two Thousand, we did Star Mazda series, we did uh, the Playboy Mazda MX Five Cup. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of fun doing the MX Five Cup, and it really I got introduced to a new form of racing you know i grew up as a short track open wheel kid so just to get into that world was different it was fun the people were so cool and getting to go to like those historic tracks like road america road atlanta uh portland uh, i mean uh, where else did we go to uh to utah mm-hmm. out there so those those well you gotta say fun.
1: i spent a year in europe and I went to see all the F one tracks. And you,
0: raised, you I raced. You raced in Formula Opel. Yeah, and didn't you race? Somewhere, what did I read? Like on on frozen lakes in Russia or something yeah. like that? You raced in Russia, Yeah. like back when it was like
1: the Soviet Union, USSR, right? No, no, they just allowed Americans to go to <laughs> Soviet Union. Okay, they, this was like the year after, so I I did it in ninety two, and I think they just within ninety one or ninety they just allowed us. To go over there wow. so yeah but you gotta understand we get in they put us in this building and it's supposed to be a hotel and the floors are crooked there's <laughs> there's windows that are broken and there's eight cots in the inner in this building and that's where we slept we slept on the eight that cots. Was the they had one hotel? bathroom it's supposedly yeah <laughs> we did have breakfast in the morning though wow but yeah no it was kind of scary but i you know what, what a heck of an experience. How old were you at the time? Uh, oh God, 92, 70, probably 22, 21
0: okay. maybe. So 20 something years old, racing on
1: ice in,
0: right, and you won twice, right? Well, I
1: won, yeah, but we, we finished, we placed second out. I think there was eight countries involved. You know, we had the Swedish, the Finlands, the mm-hmm. the Euro, the Europeans, the Italians, okay. and, but the Russians kicked our ass. Okay. Yeah, they were so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these are go-karts. They're 250cc checklist of vacuum motors. 200 No brakes. Yeah, there's only clutch and a gas pedal. No brakes. How do you stop it? Well, you, you you bang off the boards. So you're going <sighs> in turns and you're cocking it in and you're bouncing off the boards.
0: No kidding. Yeah, and I
1: and I had to I had took me a couple of flips to really understand it. Oh, no ki- okay. Well, not boards, snowbanks. Oh, okay, okay. And you had to hit the snowbanks right because if you hit it wrong, you you would get sucked in there and, and back it in, or just flip over. Yeah, it would suck the rear in and pull yeah, the front yeah. in. And,
0: wow. Yeah. Wow. I can't imagine what what it's like. Racing yeah. Bobby
1: Carville's the one that put it together. I think it was me, Barry Waddell, um, and a couple other guys. But it was a it was a three man USA team um, to do this, and we ended up second. But that was, one, that was one of the things. I mean, I did the British Formula Ford Festival right. where they chose American to go out and represent the USA in the British Formula Ford Festival, and literally there's 220 drivers trying to make a 28-car field. Wow. I mean, it's crazy. Now, the
0: Opals are the, uh, the
1: that, Opal vehicle car, right? The, uh, the, no, the no, fender no, no. car? No, no, no. are Formula Opals, they're open-wheel cars. Oh, they're open-wheel cars. They, wheel they car. kind of look like skippy cars, except they have wings on them and they have
0: slicks. Oh, all right. Okay. I didn't know that. Okay. Because yeah. when I was looking at it, I was like thinking, because oh, Opel is a car manufacturer in, in Europe, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're Opel Motors. Engines, okay. Yeah. Have you ever, besides the NASCAR stuff, did you ever run any full body car in
1: road, on road courses? Um, yeah. Eagle Talons. Oh, okay. Yeah. We used to be the official Eagle Talon team back in, I think it was 93, 94. Where um at? Full-time racing in Birmingham, Alabama. I was hired to, to run for them. Wow, you
0: see, it's amazing
1: because like you started, you came from like the short
0: track roots. Uh, well, of no, da- no, not go karts.
1: That's all I came from. I know, but I what,
0: amaz- what what's funny is, is like your family roots is in oval track yeah, racing because yeah. your dad raced modifieds yeah. at Danbury, right? Yeah. And then you ran go karts, but it mm-hmm. took you the road course route to that. Uh, that's to
1: because I had a fella who met me at a horseman gold cup national race go kart race mm-hmm. and he says hey i want you to help my kid i want you to work with my kid i'll put you to work so i went to he had a uh his name was frank martinelli he owned good hill mechanicals it's uh you know they do air conditioning heating mm-hmm. and jason who was a young kid who wanted he wanted his kid to learn go kart racing and to learn from me And we went out on tour together. Mm -hmm. So while I was doing this, he was getting me a school with the Skip Barber Formula Ford schools. And he sent me out, he sent me down to Sebring and I went to do the school, but I was in the championship race and I came out second fastest and everyone's like, you know, who is this kid? Why is he here? (laughs) You know, this is a championship race. He's doing the school. He doesn't need to be going this fast. Right, right. But all in all, that's when I met Bruce McGinnis, uh, Skip Barber. So you turned a lot of heads. uh, Yeah, when I first did it. And they were what? They were like talent scouts or something, right? No, Bruce McGinnis was the head coach, one of the head coaches at uh, Skip Barber Racing School. Okay. He was the best Formula 4 driver in the world at one time. Nobody knows that. Really? Yeah, they used to call him Chicken Man, but he (laughs) was the best. No, okay. Bruce McGinnis. Yeah, see, like my early he poops in my in my in my house sometimes. He comes down from Connecticut, stops to my house, sleeps, poops, and leaves. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's, it's funny. No, I got He's a great. Dude. I got family and friends that do that sometimes. They'll come down from up north, stay at my place for the night, and on their way to Florida, so yeah. I tell them my place is like the halfway house. Yeah, you know? yeah, I know yeah, what yeah, you yeah, mean But uh, my first introduction to you uh was way back in the day in the early 90s at the Grand National Events at West Hampton when they used to run oh, uh, West Hampton Speedway you know cuz back then there was guys like you Jeff Merkel Chuck DeFrara uh, Aaron Justice you know those
1: were like the big names you know what's amazing i caught the other day Caleb is, oh, really? is running in the what is the, there's a big national race in Las Vegas Oh, really? Okay, Chuck's kid? Yes, and he did amazing. I mean, this kid, there, there was like 50 guys out there, and he had to finish in like fifth. He had a good chance to win it. It just got knocked around. Wow. Do you ever go up to, Um, is, it, well,
0: they call it the GoPro Motorplex. I think it's Trackhouse Motorplex now. Yeah. You, you go yeah,
1: play on that track? No. You know, Derek, here's the... <laughs> I got really gone and depressed a while back after my accident, and I went ahead and I bought a garage at GoPro, mm-hmm. bought three aero... DD twos, um, went out there, played, and I, and I wasn't sure what I was doing. I was like, what am I doing? I mean, I spent an enormous amount of money to do this Mm -hmm. thinking that I'm going to get better. And, um, I did it for a year and I realized I started catching myself there too long. And I said, you know, I got to get rid of these. What do you mean catching yourself there? Well, I think the problem is, is I really love racing. Okay. And I think I'll fall back in that hole again and just say, you know what, I'm gonna miss I'm gonna lose all my friends, all my family, and I'm just gonna concentrate on racing. That's what it took back then when I was trying to make it in NASCAR. Okay. I did everything and anything to get there. Right. And you gotta realize I drove from Connecticut in a beat up Oldsmobile cutlass diesel. Mm-hmm. It smoked all the way down from from uh, Connecticut down to Charlotte. Right. And I got a ride, you know, within a year. I was working for Richard Jackson Motorsports, you know, making two hundred fifty dollars a week, spotting for Morgan Shepherd on the race weekends. I had read
0: that too. You spotted for Morgan Shepherd, like, holy cow! Like, you did like everything in, in I, you this know, business.
1: I, yeah, and I, you know, this is what you have to do when you're hungry. You're hungry. Yeah. And I think I just tried really hard. And you know, my dad, he wanted me to roof houses with him run his business, and race on the weekends like at Stafford or Thompson. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? I, I want to be there. I want to be, be at the top. I think I can get there. All right. And, um, you know, this is after I was doing the Skip Barber stuff, you know, winning the, the Formula Ford Festival or the some of the Formula Ford races. And I just decided, you know what? Let me just go pack up and see if I can make it. And you moved down what year again? 94. 94. And I made it in 95. But, but between this time, you
0: were still bouncing back and forth doing the go-kart thing. And, oh, and road well, I retired reasoning. from
1: karting in 92. Okay. Like, after I did the, the stuff in Europe, right. that was the last time I ever drove a go-kart. Okay. And then I started doing stuff at GoPro once in a while. Okay,
0: so then you had moved down here and then gotten that shot in the Bush Series, I think, in 96?
1: Well, in 95... Uh, Tom Cotter put together a deal to do, I think it was uh, five Bush races. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is after I won some of the Barber Dodge Pro Series races on TV. And so we did the five races, qualified all five races, finished in top 20. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I had nothing. And so then in 96, I had a guy, Dan Partel from Europe. He's like, hey dude, we need an American driver to run in the Formula Opel Series. And I was like, okay, good. All yeah, all I had to do was pay my way to get there. So fly to wherever racetrack, mm-hmm. and um, and do the races. He took care of everything else. He took care of the cars, the team, and all that. Okay, and so that's what I did. Now, were you getting were you getting paid
0: to to, to no, drive? No, no. So it was just get there and
1: nothing. Just get there, do the races, and go back home. Okay, but there was times that here's a good story. There was times I drove, I flew to Luxembourg. He would tell me exactly what to do. He says, go in the garage, there's a car, there's a suitcase and there's money. (laughs) (laughs) Just get down to Italy, get down to Austria, get down to Germany. No, this, that was a true story. That's a suitcase full of money? Yeah. And I'm like 25, 26 at the time. And I'm like, oh shit. This sounds like a spy movie or something, right? (laughs) Listen, I flew there. I get to his house. I, I see there was a car in the garage, a little, I don't know what they call it, a little Fiat or something. Okay. And I see the briefcase and I open it up and there's all different, because back then it there was, every country had different money. Oh, right, right. So like okay. it wasn't just a European money. It was right. just a, like Sweden had their own money. Finland right. had their own money. So I had all these money. So every time I went to different countries, I had to stop at the booth and say, okay, which one's yours? I look at the, the briefcase full of money and say, is this yours? Okay. Here you go. <laughs> and then I'd go to the next movie it's a when I got... thing you weren't shaken down or anything. God. No, you know, the, I think they knew that I was American. I said, right. you, you know, I'd say, Hey, do you speak English? <laughs> right. Oh so, my god. but it, it was all overall, it was just a good experience. You know, and I, I did, I did well in the, and I think we finished fifth. And you got to see Europe. I mean, you probably got to see some of the most beautiful places in the world. Yeah. Yeah, it was well. Not only that, the tracks, right? You know, the A one Ring, Silverstone, Donington, got to race at a lot of great places. Wow. Those places and, are just um, legendary. It, it, this was a stepping stone to get to F three thousand. And after I I ran the season, I did testing for Doms um, at the end of the year, and they wanted me to stay there and and try to go to F one. No kidding. And I just got cold feet. You know, I got cold feet and I said, yeah, I'm going to go back home. I think we're a bit spoiled in America. In what way? Well, I just think that we have it pretty easy over here. Okay. You know what I mean? If you live... The the freedoms we enjoy. Yeah, God, everything is... uh, Yeah, it's a lot... To me, it seems like it's a a lot more you're spoiled. And I think, not 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 saying that I was spoiled. I mean, I have had it tough. We were living in a, in a house for 200 bucks a month. Right. Um, so, yeah, we had it tough. But I think I I missed, we have a good. This is America's, a, a, the great place right. of freedom. You get homesick and all that Yeah, too. yeah. And I think that's what was hard for me is I, I really missed my family. I missed my house. I missed my bed. I mean you got to understand, I was sleeping in places I didn't know where I was sleeping. Right, right. You know, I didn't know if I was going to wake up in the back of a truck or somewhere.
0: Right, right. No, I and, get
1: it. You know, and I had some great teammates, you know, Pierre Kaffer, who races in NIMSA now. You know, here's the thing. Every time I went there, I didn't know who I was racing for. So it could be the Germans. It could be the Italians. It could be the Ameri- the, the English. Really. Did you ever go
0: and show up and you you're driving for someone and nobody speaks English? Oh,
1: god yeah. I really? drove, I drove for the Russians. How do you tell them what's wrong with the car? Well, uh, you're explain. You're trying to explain it. it's a little loose. It's a little <laughs> <loose>. <laughs> it's really tight. It pushes it push. really. Yeah, it was it was it was a uh, it was that a show. That had to be frustrating sometimes. Uh, no, because I knew my ability. I knew how I can drive. I I I wasn't a, a I wasn't just a, a Joe Schmo. I enjoyed open-wheel racing. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had chances to win over there. I mean, there was one time in, in Austria, you know, I qualified second. I, I should have won the race, but they red flagged it because one of the corner marshals got killed because a guy flipped and hit a corner oh, marshal, wow. and that was it. So they ended it, and they went by qualifying. Mm. So it would have been really cool to have a, an American you know, win for the first time in that series. Um, That is insane. So I came back and that's when I met, uh, you know, Dom Cotter wrote a letter to all the cup teams and one team answered. It was Richard Jackson and he got me to go over and I worked for him and I was spotting for Morgan Shepard and making 250 bucks a week. Have you ever spotted before? No. Oh really? No. I, but I, but I, listen, I would say today you need to get a driver to spot, mm-hmm. why? Because they understand. Yeah, yeah, you know. I mean, you know when it's clear and you know when you, you're not clear. Do you think you could do it now? Oh God, yeah, yeah. Maybe you should try pursuing
0: that. Sometimes, it, you know, because that's that's another way of being in it and being involved. And yeah,
1: yeah. You know, I, I get it. You're not driving. Driving is the most. Fun I part. I love teaching. Good. I okay. love teaching. I love seeing the smiles and the kids, and I love competing. I love going out there and showing them how you know scrapping with them. Right. I right. mean, I'm not. Old enough that I need to get in a wheelchair yet, so I still <laughs> like to scrap. I like to have fun.
0: No, I know it's been like three years since I hopped in a race car and and, and went racing. But I'll be honest. Well, with Derek,
1: you. I'm going to tell you right here. <laughs> yeah. If you ever get a chance to go to Lynchburg, Tennessee, uh-huh. I will get you in a Formula Ford and we'll go out there and play. Yeah, man. Let me know. Well, you I'll, have a I'll, shot. I'll,
0: I'll hit you ride with. Right yeah, now. yeah, absolutely. I'll yeah. definitely go out there and, and try because that's technically road courses is what I started on on Long Island because. There was no quarter midget. There Mm. were no quarter midget tracks, so there was no oval track racing on Long Island except for Riverhead Raceway. Mm. And it was road course go karts out in Long Island or Jones Beach, Mm. because I'm sure you've heard of that, right? They race go karts. The only places
1: I. No, to be honest, the only reason why I went to Long Island was because of Bonchino Racing. Okay. You know, when he hired me back in the 90s, you know, to run his karts and motors, um, that's when I met Jeff Merkel and. Mm -hmm. Um, Doug Ferry was another Doug one. Doug Ferry, tr- he, well, he built the motors. He was Him other, and Bill, big Bill. He
0: took a huge tumble over me in my very first go kart race, and it spooked the hell out of me because it was my first time ever racing anything. And next thing I you know, over my left shoulder, this guy comes tumbling. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just he he overshot the corner, mm. and yeah, it was uh, it was scary. It was my first time, and I later find out it's Doug Ferry. You know, yeah, big, you know, big go kart guru. So, yeah. yeah it was pretty wild. You know
1: I I think, you know, I, I do tend to watch a lot of the riverhead races on on flow flow racing which, oh my is, God, it's, which yeah. is cool. Dude, it's a it's
0: it's that's short track racing right yeah. there. They're going at it. That's a great place t- for for to watch a short track race. Uh the midgets are awesome there, the modifieds, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you'd be amazed a car that big they race around that place, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's it's like the Bowman Gray of the Northeast. I, I just minus saw Minus the Jerry Springer aspect of yeah, it. Yeah, I
1: just saw the Islip 300 last, Islip, last yeah, week. Islip, yeah, the Islip 300.
0: 12-year-old really... on the pole, right? Paulie Hartwig III, that kid, 12 year, twelve years old and a modified. You How know, about
1: last week? 11 years old at Charlotte. He won the, yeah, that's the World Championships. Becca Malone, yep. Well, he, here's the thing. 11 years old. I know, but, but you know what?
0: And people are all up in arms about him racing. And don't get me wrong, I'm really... I have I have this as I say, I have this weird balance with kids racing. I'm all for kids racing. The only thing that I don't like is when they, they clean me out or they tear people's stuff up and yeah. not think uh twice about it. But uh Beckham runs six hundred micro sprints at Mountain Creek and at Millbridge. <clears throat> so he's used to whipping a high speed, lightweight car around. That six oh two late model felt slow
1: motion to him. I'm willing to bet because Listen, he'd, he'd run something first time. I know first time on dirt. No, no, that wasn't his. first okay, time Okay, well maybe first time in a dirt late model. Maybe
0: it might have been. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. A, I know. Eleven years old. That's um, crazy. Amazing. I, I I'm. I'm
1: happy. I'm excited. That'd I know. Be, me too. Cool.
0: Believe me, <laughs> I ran out at Millbridge before. I've I've won races and uh-huh. I won two Winter Series championships out at Millbridge, but. One of the weirdest feelings in the world was showing up, knowing your competition was eleven, you know, and then you get your ass handed to you by an eleven-year-old, and it's like, I know, holy cow, you know, for them it's praise them for them it's a video game come to life. It mm. you know that's what it is. Mm. You know, they're they're they've got so many things that we didn't have. You know, we didn't have i racing when we were growing up. Mm-hmm. You know, we had getting to the go kart track and trying to turn laps and. Mm. Like I, the first time I hopped in a go-kart, <clears throat> I was 15 or 17, you know, that's elderly today. And yeah, you know? I yeah. started my nephew at eight. Yeah. <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah. I think my dad put me in it at four years old. Wow. And we used to live, we lived literally a mile away from Danbury race arena and we were renting a house for $250 a, a month and we had a huge parking lot. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, my dad would test his modified up and down the road there on the, on the side. <laughs> and he bought me a go-kart, and I used to come home after preschool, and I would say, Mom, start me up, you know? Right. And I'd just go tooling around. Buzz around the parking lot. Oh, yeah.
0: Mm. And where else was it that I was reading? Like, when you had first started in go-karting, like, you were seven years old, but winning races and championships in the 8 to 12 year old category yeah. or something like that. Yeah. How, how did first off how did they let you run so young with Well,
1: them? yeah, we well, you know, you're allowed to do a lot of crazy stuff, I guess, and I think we yeah. kind of, we might have lied. I think my dad my dad <laughs> <laughs> might have lied about my age. I although I was still tiny and small. Right. Um but yeah, we ran at Bethany Cartways, we ran at Shelton, you know, between you know, I think it was 8, 9, 10. Mhm. Um, but then we started hitting the, you know, we started traveling, you know, we started going up to Cuddybackville, New okay. York. Yeah. I've been up there. Uh, Poughkeepsie, New York. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I met the Bontaneers cause they had a huge WK Gold Cup race at Cuddybackville and that was my home track. And I didn't even, I never even heard of the WK Gold Cup series. Okay. Yeah. Well, I went up there and I won the thing and I got DQ'd. And that's when I met Bill Bontenier. He said, dude, if you were with me, you would never got DQ'd. It, so, What'd you get DQ'd for? Something with the head gasket. Oh, it was like a carbon buildup or something I don't, that they checked for? they Something with the head gasket was too thin or too thick. I have God. no clue. But <laughs> listen, they gave it to Keith Guberlay. I don't know if you remember Keith Guberlay. He was like the man in Horseman Gold Cup. He won everything stock light, medium, limited, right, modified. Right. And that's when Bill Bond. that's when I went to. I went to race for him. From then on, from, I think it was 1990 to '93, we won just about everything and anything. Yeah, they were in the
0: carts. They were like the Hendrick Motorsports. Yeah, of, they were good of, of karting. Yeah, wow. I, I mean, I, I raced with the Bonson Euros mm-hmm. before. Uh, I mean, geez, uh, Justin, look what he's done in the NASCAR Reland Modified Tour. You know, he's won three or four championships yep. right now, and mm-hmm. yeah, just. I, I see Tommy at the track every once in a while, you know, and we cut up and we bust on each other because I bought my first go kart from Tommy. You mm-hmm. know, it was one of them old bug dragonfly carts. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God.
1: You know what's amazing? Though? He was really thin back then. Did you Have you, oh. <laughs> 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 have you seen him lately? He's got some of a belly. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, we're all getting older, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I don't know if he listens. I just to this, turned but...
0: forty. No, oh, don't worry, I'll show it to him. <laughs> <laughs> I just turned forty nine, and I'm having a harder and harder time just to keep my stomach off. And so yeah. yeah, and I try to exercise at least three days a week, but mm. you know it, it, it's, it's yeah. Become, I've got a
1: basketball too. So.
0: It's becoming harder and harder, but it, it, it comes with age. Mm. It, it really does. So uh, you moved down here. Um, in the, what was it, 93, 94? 94, yeah. Okay. You know, and, and I know, understand what you mean about working hard and, and, you know, putting all of your effort into going after your dream uh, because I, I did the same thing just in in television. You know, I moved down here, you know, with the big dreams of being a reporter on TV one day. You know, luckily things worked out. I didn't get as high in the sport as I wanted to. I mean, I had dreams of mm-hmm. reporting for the Cup Series. Mm-hmm. Um, And then most recently after COVID, all television stuff went away. So, so did my career. So, um, I went into that depression that you're you're talking about. And there's, now that I'm in almost 50, there's that balance that I have to weigh now. It's like, am I going to try to pursue the career like I did in my 20s? Because I'm almost 50 now. I don't have that energy that I had in my Mm. 20s. So, it's... I'm trying to find that balance in that place and I think I found it here with this show with you know mm-hmm. you got to reinvent yourself every so often in the sport that I've heard that a lot and uh I'm hoping that we're accomplishing that with this
1: show mm-hmm. so yeah I, I get what you I, mean I this is really cool this is really cool what you're doing and I think in my in my aspect um I didn't know what else to do after my accident I still struggle today like god I wish I can be put somewhere or do something Um, because I do have a lot of love for racing Mm -hmm. you will catch me every day watching flow racing or dirt (laughs) vision you know just to just to see if there's a race out there right Um, and it doesn't have to be that day it could have been races that were done 20 years ago right I'm just a racer it's fun to actually watch some of those old racers from back
0: in the day Mm because how the cars were reacting or just you know the old style setups that were in them but uh, yeah, I I get what you mean uh, because you know that trying to find yourself again, mm. you, you know, and I did. I slipped into that depression. My thank God for my wife. She got me through a lot of stuff. You know that I was down because mm. when COVID hit, the phone just stopped ringing altogether. Mm. You know, like all the stuff that I had done. I used to travel thirty thirty five weekends a year. Then mm. went to nothing. Mm. So. <laughs> I was going crazy around the house. Yeah, it,
1: Well, I, I think if you ask my wife, she'd she'd think I'm crazy anyway. My wife, she says I'm crazy, you know, just because of the racing. I'm so much into it. You mm-hmm. know, she lets me do it, and that's one thing that I love about her. Mm-hmm. She got me got excited that I was doing this with you today. Cool. Um, but you know, the thing is, what did you do? I'm sorry to interrupt. What did you do to get you through your depression? I don't think I ever got over it. Really? Yeah. You know, my wife, my wife and my kids really lift me up. That's cool. I think if they were not around, I would be stuck in my house for a week-long trip and I'd be either downstairs on my simulator just doing laps on my simulator. I'm not I'm not stupid enough to take my own life if something like that ever happens. The thing that I'm that because I was raised by good parents, I love my mom and I. I miss my dad. You know, my dad passed away in 2007, and that was a big hit on me. Mm. Um, Losing you know, a parent is rough. Oh it, God, it, is. it feels yeah, it feels like a piece of you is missing. You know, my dad had a lot to do with the NASCAR. Why I went towards NASCAR. My dad was a NASCAR freak. Mm-hmm. You kidding me? He'd watch that every Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a Jeff Bodine, Dale Earnhardt big fan even though they had rivalries at times with the track. But uh, So for him to see you make it to oh the level was oh. just... He must have been you, just over yeah. the moon. You don't understand. He was upset when I left home. Right. He was upset when I decided to just pack up and go down when he... I think my dad would rather see me be a hero at some local racetrack like Stafford or Thompson mm-hmm. or even Waterford Speedball. But I couldn't, I, we, we didn't have money. We had nothing. I, I would have to have a, a, a million dollar deal and say, Jerry, I'll give you two years, you know, get get your get your work in. I just didn't see it. And I, I decided, you know what, let me just try to make it in NASCAR.
0: But do you realize how lucky you were? Because Very. now you have to bring millions to the deal. Like, you know, when you got in, you didn't have... There wasn't as much of that. I mean, I'm sure there was, but there probably not as much as it is now.
1: Yeah, but you got... I think there's there's still ways. I really do mm-hmm. feel like there's still ways for guys to get a shot in NASCAR. Right. And, you know, it's hard today because the cars are all the same. and When you see them, they're so close all the time on the racetrack, and the problem is you got to be a big name. You got to have a good name to be in NASCAR. And I think for me back then, you're okay. Sorry. No, for me back then, you got to understand, I did my first practice session with Richard Jackson and I was second fastest in a car that was on its way out. I mean, Richard Jackson was ready to quit. Really? And then he, after I finished second in the, in the Arco car, he's like, and Morgan went to Jasper racing. He's like, you know, you did a good job tonight. You want to race next week at Michigan? In the ARCA car? No, in the cup car. In the cup car, oh really, okay. So it was like I did the ARCA race, finished second at Lowe's, the next week I was in the cup car at Michigan, never seen it, never drove a cup car. And I went there and I was second fastest. When you first
0: hopped into a full bodied stock car coming from the open wheel world, what Mm. did that feel
1: like? I mean, you got all the body work around you, you can't see the wheels. It just feels like you're driving a bus. Really, I just yeah. I mean, you just gotta modulate. I mean, it took a it took a few wrecks. Okay, I I will tell you, it it took. I know when I when I went to Homestead in a in a bush car, I totaled the car out, and I was fastest. And I didn't know that really, and I totally, I just, I I couldn't find that edge. You know, back then we're running. Well, they're still running the radials, okay. but they're just a lot freer. Like once they go free, they go they're you're- you're gone right, they're not locked down with the track no, right no, right the, I mean the bias ply tires you can feel you can feel a car get sideways mm-hmm. where the radios they had a lot of grip the first lap, but then after that you were just kind of hanging on right
0: and and the technology now now they oh. they handle compared to twenty something years ago, too listen, and that's also when Homestead was flat in a yeah. rectangle, right <laughs> yeah, it was like a, no, it was a four, mini indie it was like a mini indie. yeah, which I turns. thought was kinda cool, yeah, yeah,
1: it was, um. What, what were we talking about before then? But the first time you hopped in a stock
0: car, how it was just like a bus.
1: Oh, yeah. It was, yeah. I mean, they're just heavy. And I think, uh, no, it was something else. I don't remember what it was. Oh, but making your cup start after uh, finishing second in the Arca race. No, it, it, it was just, it was unique. You know, the, the team was on its way out. They had 50-some-odd cars at Michigan. You know, this was <laughs> back in the day when cup racing was huge. Right, right. And I'm, we're second fastest, and... and I had a black suit with nothing on it. Not not even my name. It was just a regular old black o- old Simpson suit. suit. Yeah. And and um Everybody's looking. Who is this guy? Yeah, and it was interesting because I met, you know, Dale Earnhardt, I met Jeff Gordon. This is on the pit we're on the pit lane about to qualify. And I go out there and I ball the thing up on fire. Literally balled it up in turn two. I, get, I go to the Enfield Care Center. I'm walking back from the Enfield Care Center to the garage. And he probably doesn't remember this, but Richard Childress put his armor on me. He said, boy, let me tell you something. I clock everybody from the start-finish line to turn two, and you had everybody by a tenth and a half. Wow. But you were sideways. <laughs> at Michigan. Yeah, at Michigan. But, yeah, it was just a, yeah, I, I totally waffled the car up. This is going to be a little long story, a short story. But I balled it up, came in, um, got the backup car out, did the race. We took the speed. It was a Speedway car because the next week was Daytona and we we only had one car. So we wrecked that car. We took the Speedway car out. We put it in the race. We ended up um, blowing the motor in the race. But what happened is Dale Earnhardt went went to lap me and he couldn't get by me and he literally stuck his <laughs> stuck his hand inside my my car and like get the fuck off my door <laughs> i can almost hear him because he didn't have a full face helmet oh that's great and and um you know the, it's funny how things go around because his last race i won the race he got second <laughs> you know at atlanta you oh, know in the cup God. race and it's like it's weird how all that how my whole career happened and he didn't jack you up or move you or anything like that, or no, nudge you. I just didn't realize that you slow people down when you're close to them. I didn't know that. Oh, the side. It's drafting. my first cup race. The side drafting stuff. Yes, right, right, right. And uh, and uh, and and as he was past me, he couldn't clear me because I'm sucking up to his door, and right. I didn't know that. I, but it's like get the fuck off my door. <laughs> So then it's like, okay. the intimidator. Yeah. yeah the, the
0: big black three. So you must've been
1: like, Oh man. I'm, well, I'm it's this guy. Off. You know, I, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I'm a road <laughs> racer. I'm a road racer. I just likes to go fast. And I, you know, I somehow made it to NASCAR. I mean, I, I listen, I wanted to get there mainly because of my dad. Mm-hmm. Am I, I'm a better road racer than I am an oval truck racer. Um, although I won at Atlanta in the cup cars, I just sure, felt... You almost won at Sonoma too, though. I've yeah, had to, you lost a, uh, the rear end, right? It blew the rear. I got let go from Hendrix, and I got hired by Petties to mm-hmm. go run the 44 car. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we almost won that. Yeah, I remember that with a couple laps ago. But yeah, no, I remember.
0: Anytime you showed up on a road course, you were you were always one of those guys that they looked at as a road. Well, course my career. my
1: rookie year, I qualified outside pole at Sonoma. Led the first lap, first turn, first lap, but I went off, ah. <laughs> went off the track. So. Sonoma is uh,
0: is a, an interesting place because yeah. it's like it's like the short track of road courses on the schedule, and then you get a place like Watkins Glen, which is like the super speedway of road yeah, courses. Yeah, yeah. So that that's really cool. So your your first race, like like look at the names that you're mentioning. That was the other thing I was talking with Chris Stevens, my producer, about. Is like this guy raced with the greats, you, you know? I mean, Mark Martin, Dale Earnhardt, Rusty Wallace, Jeff Gordon. Like you guys, you were in the midst with all the
1: Jedi masters, you know, it was cool. I, yeah, I, I was, I loved it. I, I I was very honored. I was almost in disbelief that I, that I made it that fast, that quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, but I took it, I went at it full blast and I, and I wish I looking back at it, I wish I would have learned more. I wish people, I wish I would have had more help as a driver. Learned more because a, a, I was as far t- as what I was too gung ho. I was too excited. I would just I would I would run before I would walk. Okay. And there's in in cup racing. Look how long the races are.
0: Mm-hmm. The
1: four hours long. I mean, you gotta you're, you're, the races at the end. It's yeah. not me. I was just too much in a rush. I'm a road racer. I'm a fast guy, and I like to go fast. And I think I wish I had somebody that could have pulled my reins back a little bit. Yeah. Okay. I guess you, you know, and I. Um, do you think m- maybe running
0: like some late model stuff before that would have kind of, maybe, you a yeah, little more?
1: maybe long races for yeah. sure. No doubt. Okay. No doubt. But the, some of the races I, I was doing was, was 30 minutes long. Even the cart races, you know, you're talking 10 laps, mm-hmm. um, 10 laps and, and, um, you know, you're doing, you're running three 10 lap races in, in the gold cup races modified. You know, I did a couple of modified races, not a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you but, ran SK Modifieds at uh, Stafford or Thompson? Uh, I did one race at Stafford, and I ran one race at Thompson. Okay, mm-hmm. in the
0: SK Modified Now, was that your car, or were you driving That somewhere? was our own car, yeah. It was your own car? Yeah,
1: it was. Now, when did you get the Modified? Well, I think my dad got one. It was an old chassis car, and I was down south, mm-hmm. and he asked me to come back up and do a, a SK race, and I did it at Thompson. And I fin and I couldn't believe it. I finished third with Teddy Christopher and Mike Mag- and Mike Christopher. Okay, so we're like one, two, three. That's cool. And uh, that was my last race. That was my last SK race. Was at Thompson, uh, and it might have been like ninety three, ninety four. Okay, it was an old chassis car that my dad had. Was um, that the only time in your career you drove a modified? No, no, that was an SK mod. Okay, um, never drove a modified. Okay, I only drove S. I've oh, seen so you know, like a tour type model. Never, I mean. never drove a tour car. Oh, okay, I got gotcha. you. No, yeah. I was just a road racer. I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I drove for <laughs> Eagle Talon. And I did a lot of Formula, you know, open wheel cars. Really, my the big where it helped me out out a lot was when I ran the British Formula Ford Festival, where I placed fourth. I almost won it. Mm-hmm. I got knocked off the track, and I was the highest finished American ever in the British Formula Ford Festival until 2010 Joseph Newgardner who's an IndyCar, driver right, right. he mm-hmm. finished he won it right
0: no kidding now going the road course route did you ever have dreams of doing like the indy indie car? indie, indie cars or yes. anything like that okay no doubt there was have th- you raced with any have you raced with any of the Kenny Brack modern day car? oh really Kenny Brack Juan Pablo
1: no kidding okay all right Montoya yeah so you race with those guys listen that's where i was that's where my that's where i was built from mhm um, my first race at Miami, I qualified pole Juan Pablo Montoya qualified at second outside pole. We were a second faster than the field. And we put on a hell of a show and until I walled the wall. Now when you, you won- say
0: you say Miami, was this the Miami Grand Prix yeah. or it was Miami okay, Grand so it was Prix? Miami yeah. Grand Prix. Okay. So this was the precursor to the IndyCar race that they had there that weekend then, right?
1: Yeah. I don't. Yeah, no. It might have been, but it was not. I don't think it was Indy cars. I think it was some kind of IMSA race oh, or something. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it might have been. Maybe it was. Okay. But because I know the form of the, I know the the Barber Dodge Pro Series ran a lot with the Indy cars. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Just and I ran then Kenny Brack. We were good friends. Kenny, you know Kenny, he won the Indy uh, once or twice. I don't remember, but he got really hurt bad at. Uh, wherever it was Michigan
0: right you know the funny thing is is the only guy I can think of nowadays that has come through similar kind of ranks that you have uh, is AJ Allmendinger he, yeah he would be the only one that I, that came
1: through road course racing to he, come to NASCAR AJ A. probably probably doesn't know this but he drove for the guy who hired me when I drove for Eagle Talons really Carl Russo um, and Carl Russo owned his IndyCar team when he won like five or seven races that oh. year. So, um, yeah, that's the only kind of affiliation that me and AJ have, although his publicist, his PR lady used to live next door to me in, uh, Davidson. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that where you are living now? In, in yeah, Davidson? Davidson? yeah, Davidson. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Well, we appreciate you coming
0: all the way down here to, uh, to come be no, on the show today. No, love yeah, it. Love that, it. That's uh, it's, it's huge. It, it really, we do really appreciate it. But, mm-hmm. uh, M- moving on um you know you you got your start in the cup series with mm. Richard Jackson right a longtime car owner who had who guy, what he he had uh, Harry Gant driving for him at some No that time? was Leo. Oh, that was That was I, his brother. Was so they had two teams. That's right. That's right. Mm. There's Leo and Richard Jackson. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um you only ran a, a handful of races for him right?
1: Yeah, I think I did 5 races. And I then, kept my rookie status and that's when uh um, 97 no that's when uh, Elliot the Bill, called, the Dan Marino yeah.
0: Bill Elliot thing came along right yep okay Dan Marino getting into owning uh, an A NFL cup. team yeah was that because he was seeing what was going on with Joe Gibbs and uh, his his empire that he was building uh, you mean with Elliot no, well, uh, you know Dan Marino being a football guy, uh, seeing Joe know, Gibbs, maybe, maybe. I don't think,
1: he, yeah, and I don't, I don't know. I think a lot of it is they were using his name and they, and he had a sponsor. Okay, and he went to Elliott, oh, and okay. then Bill started a team in Dawsonville. Okay. That his team was in Mooresville, my team was in Dawsonville.
0: Oh, all right. Did um, you have to go and move down to yeah. Dawsonville?
1: Yeah. So you lived down in Dawsonville yeah, too. I bought, bought a house. I lived there, and I was only there for. I think 12 races and then they they got rid of me. Right. And and I, and I went to, I it, went to Melling. And then the team folded up. It just it dissipated.
0: What what uh what's going through your mind when you get a phone call and it's, you know, Bill Elliott, Dan Marino, like this is what we're putting together. I I,
1: I was a huge Dan Marino fan. Okay. I just I used to watch him all the time with the Miami Dolphins. I mm-hmm. mean, I loved a uh, Huge guy, dude. Huge. I yeah. mean, this guy towers me. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's. I'm probably half of him. You gotta be to be a football. Oh player. God, yeah. But yeah. such a great guy. The only, the you know, only, the only difference is, I can maybe do twenty five dollars on on a blackjack, and they're doing thousands of dollars on oh, a blackjack. Yeah. Yeah, no. I couldn't do that. It, it, it's ama- You know what the
0: funny thing is too? Those football people, the baseball people, after they retire. They've got
1: to compete in some way. So oh. they're, they're making like $1,000 bets Listen, I on, was, on the golf course. And, I was yeah. struck when I was sitting, when they told me, hey, come on over here, Nadu." Come, So I'm sitting with them at a blackjack table and the guy that owns or runs, uh, I can't remember the name of the, um, the company that sponsored us. Union First, First was, Plus. First, First plus, plus. That was it. Yeah. Well, I mean, these guys are big money, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I've got my $10 up. So I was kind of like struck, like, holy, like just like, these are (laughs) big wheeler dealers. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. And I, I couldn't, um, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't compete with what they were trying to do, but I had a lot of fun. Uh, I had a great time with them. I learned a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if it was my best start as a rookie. Um, you know, I think it would have been nice to be with a team that was a little bit more affiliated maybe even have somebody a teammate right. you know, to work to look at and well, talk to
0: what, what kind of is rough for you is that it was a startup team you were a rookie driver so everyone is kind of green so yeah can, I can understand and, it. and, and uh, looking at the record books it said what was it uh, you ran 16 races uh, with some, them, like, yes. fifteen or sixteen, yeah, A- and uh after that, the team dissolved. So it wasn't even just you losing your ride; like they didn't put anyone else in the car. They just dissolved.
1: No, I know it was tough. It was hard. It was it. It was because du- you felt like oh god, it mm-hmm. puts pressure. There's nobody that puts more pressure than myself. Mm-hmm. I'm the biggest one. I'm hungry. You know what I mean? And I think you have to be. And I think when it comes to racing. I just tend don't tell me nothing. Don't say nothing. Let me just, I'll do the job. Mm-hmm. And I think I just, um, you know, I, I couldn't, I couldn't find a winning way out of there. You know, I loved Ernie Elliott. I loved Bill Elliott, you know, Bill didn't spend a lot of time. Although Cindy, uh, you know, kind of handled, uh, the team there, uh, which is uh, Chase's mom?
0: Mm-hmm. No, I know we, They were. I remember them from when they ran K and N. Yeah, but uh, so that means you were seeing Chase
1: when yeah, he was Chase was, just was in his diapers. B- yeah, right. He was, he, was in he, his he was diapers, a baby, right? Yeah. Oh my God! Now he's a cup. Yeah, champion. Yeah, he pooped in his diapers a couple of times when I saw him. <laughs> now um, he's a cup champion. Like yeah, now that. he's. I know it's unbelievable. It's uh, unbelievable how time flies. And I remember going to uh, North Wilkesboro one day with my wife. And we saw Chase win a uh, late model race. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, I know. I know what you're talking about. It was called the race or something like yeah, that. Or uh,
1: it was the first I,
0: revival they did in two, 2010. Because I, I knew, that's what I, it was. Right, I remember. I it, was, but there. it was a
1: past. It was a
0: past right. race. Past South Super Late Model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I thought that was cool. And, and he had done something that he. That Bill could never do. He never won at North Wilkesboro, mm. and Chase
1: won at North yeah. Wilkesboro. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like you say, it's amazing how time flies. But what about your kids? Did, did they ever show an interest in driving or going out? No, and playing I'm with I'm, the I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna take uh, Jordan. She's only nine. Okay. um uh, My my daughter. Um, but I I did buy a cart for my other daughter, Natalie. Mm-hmm. Um, and we went to GoPro. Okay. That's when I had three carts. And she just didn't have any interest, and a lot of it could have been me. A lot so, of it because I didn't pursue it as much. One daughter's
0: nine. How old the other one? Twenty-one.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is this is a huge age gap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I got I got divorced after the accident, and oh. I got remarried. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, not not nothing uh, wrong. Just wasn't working out, and we went our separate ways. And then I found uh, I found my lovely wife today. That's great. It's I found her from another country, though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I okay. did. I my
1: f- first wife was from another country, so I get it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, my my first wife was from here. Uh, she was a Southern belle from South Carolina, and then uh, that's cool. Um, I went to Ukraine and and found my my second wife. Okay. And we we talked for two years before you met. Really? Yeah. We spent. We were just online. Chatting Chatting Online. Online. And this is
0: before like Skype and video chatting, right? No, no. They we had Skype. Oh you did? This okay. Was,
1: yeah, this was in, in, in uh two thousand eight. No kidding. Yeah, so they had Skype. So did she know your history or who no, you were or anything no, like that? No, maybe she did look. Maybe she looked it up. I don't know. Oh, but okay. she knew nothing about me, and she does not like racing. She doesn't like no. racing. No, not at all. Not at all. Not Have you at taken all. her
0: to the track? Yes,
1: she, she took her. We took her to the dirt track. Oh, big mistake. La- no, yeah, you never take her to the dirt track. First. I know, <laughs> and, it, and and she lasted thirty minutes. <laughs> right, she was like, "I'm dirty." Right? Yeah, my, I'm and like... my and my and my my kid was like, "I got dust in my eyes. I'm out of here." <laughs> I'm like okay, whatever. Uh, so gotta... yeah, they, I was surprised they actually showed up. I was so happy. That's cool because they did sit for a couple races with me, and then they said, "Okay, we're going home." <laughs> put,
0: put her in a go kart and let her drive just out on the track or something. Okay? No, no, I'm
1: gonna do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Your wife, I mean. I'm oh to... yeah, yeah. So I think my wife could be good. Yeah. Listen, she got that killer. She never, thing, then? she never drove in her life. I, I, she came here. She flew, she flew here, picked her up. Went out to dinner. I'm in my Cadillac CTSV. She flew here for a first date. No, no. Uh, this is after
0: two years of chatting. Yeah, but you didn't have an actual date. Date, right?
1: No. Wow.
0: Oh so, no, so no. This is your first no, no, date.
1: No, 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 no. <laughs> we, I did see her one time there. I spent like six days there. Oh, okay, okay. And and it came back. <laughs> then we went to some country, Turkey. Mm -hmm. we spent six days together. Then I came back and we continued talking. Then I said, okay, I'm going to get a lawyer. I'm going to get somebody to kind of get the papers ready to get her to come over. Mm -hmm. So we got her a flight. She came over here, picked her up at the airport, went out to dinner and she never, she does not drive. She walks. She never drove a a car or, or vehicle in her life. She's 24, 25 years old. She we get done eating. She gets in my car. Okay, honey, get in the car. You're driving. You're driving home to my house. I'll tell you where to go. <laughs> she she drove so good and drove right to my house. Really? And in the parking lot in the in the you know opened the door and parked in the garage. Never drove a never life. drove a car in her life. Good for her. Yeah. So that's great. No. So I was excited and she got her license and so she picked it up. You know she's, she's driving a, She's driving her little uh, her little whatever it is santa fe okay yeah <laughs> that's awesome no man. i'm just and she's awesome i i lo- you know you learn so much from a people from other people and even from other different cultures. countries yes mm-hmm. and she's taught me a lot that's cool. she really has so I'm, I'm pretty honored to have her with me and i have two great kids and uh you know one's in college and the other one's uh she thinks she knows everything. The little nine year old. <laughs> Wait, I'm gonna get her in the car because I know uh, the guys at uh, Jeremy, mm-hmm. the guys at, Mill at Millbridge.
0: Yeah. Well, I I'm also the communications director at Mountain Creek, which is down the road. So come on out to our oh, place. I would love. We've to. got a race this week. I tell you what. This so, week. This weekend. This Sunday, we're gonna run. Uh, we're gonna run Sunday afternoon into the early evening. Uh, come on out. I'll get your name added to the guest list. We'll, we'll get you, and you come check it out. Yeah. Oh, I will. Mountain Creek Speedway, dude. When you drive into the place, first off, you got to drive. Th- you got to drive through. There's a uh, a cornfield on one side and a cow pasture on the other, and you drive down this dirt road, which is probably about a half mile long. And once you pull into the place, the track is at the base of little mountain next to the creek. Hence, Mountain Creek Speedway. But there's no grandstands or anything like that. There's just small bleachers that are up in the top of the hill, and everybody sits up there, and the How? track is down below you. It's, How far is it? Um, where are you? And you're in Davidson, the, you said. David's, yeah. Probably thirty minutes from you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get on 150 you, instead of instead of heading towards Salisbury to go to yeah, the Millbridge. Yeah. you Go the other way. You go the other way, so you go past the Duke Energy plant, and yeah, yeah. you know where the Publix is and yeah. Charles Ford. Yeah. Just past there. As you go over the bridge, Little Mountain Road comes up on the right hand side and you go down that road and it's probably down about eight miles. Yeah.
1: And, and you're running of, you're running there this weekend.
0: Yeah, we're running there this weekend. Yeah, I mean I'm the communications director for the track. You know, I do a lot of their media and all of that stuff. Uh but we have six hundred micros, all the same divisions as Millbridge. Yeah, no yeah, yeah. We run the same exact uh uh rule book. That way we don't confuse any of the yeah, people yeah, yeah. going between the two tracks, so it's completely the same and um, yeah we're just we're not as big and as popular as Millbridge I mean they are the big they are the big dog in town right but uh, we got us a nice little track oh and, that's so cool yeah man gonna, yeah for sure bigger and bigger let me know and I'll get you added to the guest list for okay. sure absolutely okay. Mountain Creek Speedway you'll love it man you're yeah. gonna look at the place and go
1: it's got character because yeah, you're yeah. in the middle of the woods and then there's a racetrack so you'll, you'll dig it do you know Mike? do you remember a guy by the name of Mike Eggie Yeah. Mike Eggie built motors for a lot of us Mm -hmm. in the Butch series. Well, I was leaving his shop after I just finished uh, painting his walls. Mm -hmm. And I noticed cart trailers going towards Millbridge. Mm -hmm. And I followed it. (laughs) And I didn't know. I was like, wow, where are they racing at? Yeah. And we showed up at Millbridge and I got myself a ride in and, and stock medium and, and won the race. So that was the only. So you have a win at Millbridge? Yeah, this was. Yeah, but this was. This is like in 94, 95. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is like first time ever coming down here. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, this is so cool. But i have never been to it ever since then. Right. But I did see it. I do see it on. on oh, the place has picked up yeah. so much in popularity. Yeah. Well, for the longest time. It was just a go kart track. That's yeah. all it was. Mm-hmm. And then
0: the the new owners came along and they started the outlaw carts, which were f- way faster and they looked like sprint cars. And then
1: and now the quarter midgets, and, or the, the microsprints. Yeah,
0: but yeah, the outlaw carts are fun too. You would dig those. I mean, yeah. that's. I've you run those the the five hundred cc ones. I
1: would love to try it. Oh my god,
0: they'll put you back. I don't. In seat. I yeah.
1: I don't. I don't think I would ever want to compete again as far as racing. But I love. I would love to do laps.
0: That's you know what the funny thing is is talking with my racing buddies and everything because I haven't driven in years. I tell them. I don't really want to get out there and and race and and compete. I just want to get out and run laps just to get the the heart rate up, to get the the adrenaline up and all that stuff because nowadays... It's barbaric the way that these kids are racing. It really yeah. is. They the, they got no problem. They're with are throwing a dirt. They're good, mm-hmm. but there's also no problem with throwing a dirty slider, no. sticking you in the fence, hooking you. Yeah, you know, like we
1: you, we don't we didn't. Well, do they, that they, stuff. I think we we <laughs> respect a lot. And I don't.
0: Guys like you and me, we don't bounce back as fast either. No,
1: but I think <laughs> a lot of it is back in our days we respect. Yeah, you know, because if we wrecked, we had to fix the carts.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Today, they, these kids are getting in stuff. You know, and they don't have to do nothing. Yeah. Just get in and drive the hell out of it, and, and daddy and Mom or mommy or, or some team is going to put it back together.
0: You know, we've been posing this question to the guests that have been coming in uh, this season. And the big question that we've been asking them is what is the huge rush to get young kids to the top level of racing?
1: Um, I don't know. They all want to be Jeff Gordon. I don't, I don't know. You you do, you do get a lot of, um, young, everything's different, Derek. Everything is different today compared to back in the day when I was trying to make it. Um, I think it's obviously a lot harder, you know, for young kids or young, young people who have the talent. Mm-hmm. There's millions of people out there that have the same talent as I have or anybody else that can make it to NASCAR, but they don't get that chance. Yeah. You know, I think the, the, the kids that are doing these local races with, with their rich parents are able to buy themselves uh whether it's a Bush ride or, mm-hmm. or, or even an ARCA ride. Um, you know, that's what I, you know, that was my mentality back then is I have got to do an ARCA race to get out to, to let the world know who I am. right? I mean, I did that ARCA race at Charlotte in front of all the cup guys and cup teams. It turned heads. And we finished, we almost won the race and finished second. So you have to, I still feel like guys can make it today. Look at the guy who won the road course race. Shane Van Ginsbergen, he, right? What the <laughs> hell? Right? Everyone was like, who? Who? Who is this guy? You know, you just got to make an impact. Right. I think you still can get a shot. You just have to do it right. Yeah, and look where it led to. It led to him doing more NASCAR stuff, too. I mean, I didn't expect my first cup race to be at Michigan. (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) Maybe a road course race or or short track, but let alone Michigan. And then I I don't know how I got second fastest in practice. I don't know. Um, But I turned a lot of heads, and I think— you have to do that in order to to be somebody, in yeah. order to, in order to make it. Um, you know, again, I, I was just a guy that with a black suit, mm-hmm. and then I'm um, I'm racing for one of the best teams, you know, Hendrick Motorsports. Uh, right, that was pretty cool. It it would be so cool to see, like some of those guys that
0: don't have the money, you oh, know, God. get get hired. Uh, you know, I, I listen,
1: mean. I'm in awe when I go to, who's uh, Tony Stewart's team? Haas. And I, mm-hmm. and, I see, and I see my best favorite driver, Reggie Rogerio, <laughs> fabbing or making interior. You had him on the show. Dude. He's, dude, how, I'm starstruck just seeing him. I know. You know, right? he's like banging away. Hey man, nice to meet you. And I'm I'm just thinking, this guy is my hero. You know, right. Richie Evans was my hero. Don LaJoy was my hero. Yeah. I am, you know, right. and, and it's like um you know, whether, that. whether I was a NASCAR star or whether I was somebody to make it in NASCAR, that was my road. That was what I took. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't expect to, to, to be there. Mm-hmm. I did. I just, you know, I knew my dad loved it and, and, uh, I think I was a road, a better road racer, but I somehow made it in NASCAR and I figured, you know, if this is a way that I can make money, then great. I'll stay here. Was uh, <clears throat> was your dad there when you made your first start in the Daytona 500? Oh God! 500? Oh, he was there. He was. A, my dad would go to almost every race with me. Oh, okay. Except the race that I won. Are you serious? Yeah, he could not. He he was. It rained, and it was raining the next day. And he they were back home, and he was roofing a house, listening to it on the radio when I won Atlanta.
0: No kidding. Because we
1: won on a Monday.
0: Oh my God! So.
1: Um, but yeah, my dad went to a lot of races. Mom, mom went. Uh, but I think they were more like, oh, "I can't believe he made it."
0: Yeah, you know, uh, just that it, it
1: had to be a proud. Thing well, for your God, dad. yeah, my dad. And then they moved down. My mom and dad moved from Connecticut after I got hurt. Mm-hmm. They bought a house in Troutman, and um, when I was making my road to go back and race in 2007, um, I was down in testing at Sebring for BMW. And I got a phone call from a, from a doctor, um, saying that my dad had cancer and they don't see him living no more than two months. Mm. And it just, I got my car, literally packed my bags, got in the car. I told my guys I'm leaving and drove from Sebring, Florida up to Raleigh, North, Carolina. Uh, North Carolina wow. and went to Duke hospital. And that's where my dad was. And that's when they gave him two months and we stayed there for a month and then we took him home. Uh, got hospice involved, and and uh, yeah, a home hospice. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, there's a and lot I, of
0: people are doing that nowadays. The more the home hospice, because they'd rather pass at home than in a hospital. Yeah,
1: it, no doubt, way better. It was So much nicer to have him at home. We saw him every day. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd watch movies and races with him uh, on TV. You know, you know, my dad couldn't talk because of the trach, and um, but uh, I made it. We made it the best for him. Mm -hmm. You know, for the last uh, month of his life. You know, (laughs) he had a terrible type of cancer. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. But, uh, yeah, it took him quickly. Uh, I'm sorry. Oh, it was... And I think a lot of it had to do with asbestos because my dad did a lot of roofing. Oh, that's right. And he did a lot of asbestos roofs. Asbestos roofs. And and they would line the attics with them, right? Yes. Yes. And my dad did a lot of that stuff. And I think... You know, might have, might have somehow gotten his bloodstream, but.
0: Well, it was really cool that he got to see your success. Oh yeah, I got you. You know yeah. what I mean? That, yeah. that's the cool part. You know, yeah. and I feel the same way with my mom. You know, she got to see my success before she passed. So yeah. I, I get that. Uh, so moving on. Um, now, if you get your daughter involved in kart racing, is she going to do the dirt first, or is she going to do the no, road course no, stuff? No, no dirt, dirt,
1: dirt for oh, sure. Huh? God, dirt. Yeah. <laughs>
0: okay. Here we go. Yeah.
1: I and again, she that box stock division's tough, man. I it, know. It really is i know and i listen when i watch those little kids beating and banging it scares me right you know i do i don't i don't want to stick her in a cart where there's no seat belts or roll bars right no, I, I, I think i I'd, I'd feel more comfortable knowing that mm-hmm. she can drive like hell and know that she's got a little bit of cushion around her and protection yeah um but I don't know if I. <laughs> it's expensive. It is. It's not cheap. Yeah, and
0: no, I know um, it, it, it can. It can get expensive. Yeah. You know? But at least at the box stock level, you're not going to be spending micro sprint money. Yeah, yeah, you, you yeah. Know, that's the good. That's but at least I the don't, one small positive. Yeah, and I get, they impound tires at Millbridge, which is good. So you're not. They're not playing the tire game because yeah. now, in the go karting. You know they're doping the the hell out of tires. The, we, that was never thought about when you and I were racing. No. that was like taboo. You don't no. dope tires. No. Now they're doping the hell out of them. They're putting all sorts of chemicals. And you ever walk through a cart, a flat cart pit area, sometimes on an oval race, it'll clear your sinuses.
1: Yeah, I, I was never big into cheating, but going to cheating, <laughs> going to cheating. I have a story. Go ahead, let's hear it. I was with Hendrick Motorsports in first year. I think it was 2001, 2000. And Jerry was 49th in practice. Terry Labonte was 39th. And Jeff Gordon was like 35th. So we were like the slowest team. And this is with Hendrick Motorsports. And somehow Tony Fur had got some ideals or something. <laughs> and... He did something in the back of my car, and I'm getting in the car. He said, okay, Jerry, do me a favor. When you get to turn one, shake the car. So, What do you mean? Well, just shake it. Just go back and forth with it. So I go into turn one. I'm already strapped in the car. I get on the track. I'm running in third gear wide open. Shake the car, and all of a sudden, the car dropped. The <laughs> back of the car dropped. So, So – I can't see where the fuck I'm going. <laughs> it literally dropped a felt like a foot,
0: really? but it
1: really only was like a half an inch, <laughs> and it dropped. And the problem, the thing is, they they put something in my springs to hold the car up in tech because they had to try something because <laughs> no. we we're slow. Right. We were and just I, slow. I never met Tony for it, but I heard he was he, an listen, innovator. Love the guy. Love the guy. So we shake the car, the car dropped, we qualified second fastest. We're sitting on the pole, on the outside pole, it was Bill Elliott and Jerry Nadeau (laughs) in the 2000 Daytona 500. (laughs) And five minutes later, we get thrown out. And we got a, you know, Tony's got a $50,000... Fine. I heard about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard so, um what did they ask? I about? didn't know anything about it because I didn't know anything. Mm-hmm. They didn't tell me nothing. They did just you get said, fine. No. Oh, okay, good. No, but sure. they they obviously found out. We got you know we had to start dead last in the 2125s. And I never met him, but uh, I'm buddies with Andy. I, Andy Stapp. Do you know Andy Stapp? Yes. I'm buddies with him. Love Andy,
0: and they worked together at Hendrick. Listen, too.
1: we th- listen, we sh- we had struggles with the twenty five car. -hmm. But boy, we had the best time. We had the funnest time. We all loved each other, Mm -hmm. but we all hated each other at the same time. You know, we just were after each other's throats sometimes. And I think we should. And I wish we could have had a mediator for all of us, because I really liked a lot of the guys there. Mm -hmm. You know, the 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 um, who's the dirt guy, Combs, Rodney Combs, kid, okay, Rodney Combs Jr. His dad was my spotter. Who Rodney Combs was the dirt lay model guy. Charlie Langenstein's over there. Charlie Langenstein was there. No, there was a lot of people. Um, everybody was there, and I loved everyone. And I, you know, I was the only guy that would go to the shop and buy them lunch and hang out with them for the day. Yeah. Um, uh, Andy
0: used to say how much that, that he enjoyed uh, hanging out with you and working with you. Yeah. And, like we want to. I, what I would love to get is Tony Furrer on this show. Because oh God, you know, he's the, got
1: some good stories. Well,
0: besides that, all the stuff of the history at Concord too, because yeah. his father had owned Concord yeah. and he had the track. And then Tony was an innovator, from what I heard. I'm not going to say cheating, but I've heard that he come up with some wild he stuff. He would, as a yeah. Crew chief.
1: I mean, he would do things <laughs> crazy. <laughs> what was some of the other stuff that he? Used well, to do? I mean, do you, you know, I th- think the only thing is is my in, in Atlanta. He says, my car had to be in yaw. And I don't know, yaw, it means it had to be kind of looking sideways. Mm -hmm. And I think the reason why he was doing that is because he was getting, he was getting, the, the air was hitting the spoiler better so you would get more grip. Okay. So my car was like, it almost felt like it was spinning out, but it wasn't spinning out. Right. It was just in yaw. And he says, if that right, if that left rear wasn't a foot higher than the left front, then it's not, it needs to get, we need to do more things to it. So we found a way, yeah, we found a way to run Atlanta and we had, you know, three top fives there. With the rear end hanging out. It foot. was literally hanging out because <laughs> it, the air was catching the spoiler and it was holding the car so you weren't, you know, loose or out of control. The side force. And, you know, we were really good at, at Charlotte. You know, we had a chance to win the 600 there that one year. We, 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 we should have won it, but they, they red flagged it. It was raining like crazy. Sorry. It's all good. And um, they cleared the track up and went back out and raced, and we dropped the cylinder. Ugh. And Bobby Labonte won the race. But we we were just really good. We were really good at a lot of places. Atlanta, Which... yeah, I remember.
0: You guys were really good at it. I mean, what people also forget, too, is that you almost won Atlanta two years in a row. We and it, you ran, ran out, of... out of gas on the last lap, right? Coming to the checkered. Uh, yeah, and I and and they that was the they same car? they get
1: on my no, oh. it was different. they got on my ass about it. And I said, "What do you mean? Who are you supposed to save fuel?" I said, "Dude, I didn't know I was supposed to save fuel. No one told me to save fuel. <laughs> I would have fucking ba- you know, I mean, I would have half throttled it. Right, right. <laughs> but I didn't know until I went to turn one, right in the middle of turn one and two, it starts. Oh, it started chugging. I'm like, oh fuck. <laughs> and there's and I only got and I've got 13 second lead. Yeah, I know. It was a huge lead. And I I'm never. like, and I, I tried everything. I shook it. the shit out of the thing. That was the UAW car. It was one year. Yeah, Michael Holligan one year. One year, and, and then the UAW, UAW car the second year. But, um, yeah, we, we came across the finish line. We're doing 28 miles an hour, <laughs> and I finished uh, third. Oh, God, that so. sucked.
0: I remember watching it. And that was another Monday race, wasn't it? No, wasn't no. I, I think don't it think was it was
1: another Monday race. No,
0: but um, man, like I remember those days. And it was just so cool and just the- you know.
1: I can I can literally count probably five or six races that we should have won, but it just wasn't meant to be. You know. I think um, I enjoyed every moment when I was in NASCAR. I felt I felt like I was somebody. Yeah, you right. know, and um, you know, and I think what's you know the hard case about it is, uh, you know, what's next, you know, now I love, I mean, it's so great to see my kids working at, you know, PTC uh, school mm-hmm. in, in Tennessee and teaching young kids how to race and also allowed to go out there and scrap with them, you know, in the form of the i that I'm, I'm loving it. Right. I don't need to make the million dollars that, that I used to make in, in NASCAR. Um, this is living. And I think, uh, do I love it? I still love it. Do I miss it? Yes, of course. hmm. But, you know, I, I, I'm more or less now I'm at, you know, 54 and I, I, again, my bones are different. My body, I'm a little slower at things, yeah. but I enjoy, I enjoy watching it a lot more now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just enjoy, I have seen all these young kids coming up, you know, I enjoy watching the, Midget, the midgets, you know, with the huge, the USAC stuff.
0: Besides the dirt car stuff, what is, what are some of the other things that you follow? Uh, I mean, are you F1? You, you follow. Okay, so you do follow F1 and and do you follow like all the the uh, is IMSA? I keep no, IMSA I and I'm oh, not because I'm a super
1: modified guy too. Listen, I I love exciting sports. I love I watch Indy cars at times. I love, you know, I I watch MMA at times. Mm-hmm. I love watching great movies with my with my wife. Mm-hmm. Not make movies, but watch great movies. Right, right. Uh, but I just, uh, you know, I think it, there's a thing that my dad used to say. Um, I don't remember what he did, what he he was going to say. It, it left my mind. We have those moments, but I uh, too as I get what, older. Go back to what was the question before then, because I think I'll I'll get back. <laughs> get rid of this
0: uh, the uh, <clears throat> the road course or the other racing that you follow beside. like do you follow IMSA, or
1: IndyCar. Or? Listen, I'm going to I'm going to Vegas next. I think it's in two weeks. Oh, for the F1 race? No. Oh, for some big dirt race, fifty thousand to win. Oh, at sprint uh, cars on asphalt. Really? Have you heard about it?
0: In in Vegas? Yes. Oh, at um at the Bullring. At the Bullring. I think. Ring. Yes. Yes, I think it's the five
1: hundred. Sprint Tour or something. It's David yes. Hamilton Junior's. Oh, is, is it? That, okay, is maybe, maybe, maybe. It's fifty thousand to win. Right, right. It's so a, we're going. Me, Tony Hunt, and the guys that were at at the dirt track last week. We're all going to that. Oh, cool. Okay, so yeah. you're going out to just hang out. And yeah, yeah. Well, he, he got me a ticket. But Tony's Vegas. so cheap, he will not get me a good plane ticket. <laughs> he gets me a cheap ass plane ticket from Spirit or some com- <laughs> flight company. So now I'm thinking about. I need to go get insurance. Because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a little afraid of flying. Uh, why is that? I, I've always been. When was the last time you flew? I don't like to fly. I like I to drive. I don't either. I know what you mean. I drive seven hours from my house to work right. every time. Dude, so that is mind.
0: the control freak in you because I know what you mean. Like, you don't know how to fly a plane. But
1: if you no. knew how to fly a plane, you'd probably feel better about riding in one. Yeah, because I'd run my ass up to the front and try to fly the thing. <laughs>
0: exactly. You know? I
1: know. You know. I. That's the only thing that's like, scary. But, but. The, going back to the Tony situation, he he does everything the cheapest way. I love the guy. Love him. Love him like a you know brother. You he's going to watch the show. I know. Right? That's fine. I don't care. But he gets, listen, last week he flew here, gets right. on the cheapest flight. Mm-hmm. He goes from bumfuck to this company, to this city, to this place, and he gets here late. He doesn't get here till 9 o'clock at night, and the race starts at, at 5. Oh, God. But it's because he wanted to save a couple hundred bucks. I well, see. he got late. But anyway, it's funny that he got me a ticket. Most successful better practical though, too. I love the guy. I love the guy. He's he's been so successful at everything he's gotten into. Right. Um, the only successful thing that he can do now is get me a job and on a movie set. Yeah. Whether it's driving a stunt or jumping from building to building, I'm there. That would be insane. Oh my god. So yeah.
0: But did you have fun today?
1: I did good. I did, yeah. This is a lot of fun. I there, I have so many, yeah. There's so many things that that can come out in my head on things. I can do this all the time. Good. Well, believe me, we'll have you
0: back because no, no, we sure. have we've just really we didn't talk about you, you know the the wreck that you had at Richmond, yeah, you, you know all of that. Like I researched that when I looked up at all your
1: your injuries, you know, going going to that. I don't know if people really understand that that was the hardest. Hit ever recorded in NASCAR history. Right, it was 120. I think it was 121 G's.
0: One, I I researched 128. 128 yeah. Gs. that's 128 times the force of gravity.
1: They said so. I weighed 150. They said I weighed 16,000 pounds a, in a millisecond. Right, and it and it hit twice in a millisecond, like it hit uh, front to back or back to front.
0: Because you back you backed it into no the, no, no, not no backed I hit it and driver just, side driver slide. But didn't it it kind of like it kind of it pancaked it. Just like it,
1: this. Look, it went. Psh, psh, psh. Oh,
0: like Driver that. Driver's side. Yeah. Okay. Driver's side. Now. Um, it, it hit
1: so hard that the transmission broke and went through the floorboard. Wow. Now, did your head hit the wall? I don't know if the belts had mark. Maybe the belts or the headrests uh, had marks on the helmet. Um, but all I know, the, the sad part about it is that I cut my padding that morning. Because I got into a new car and I couldn't turn my head mm-hmm. and I decided, well, I need to cut that pad so I can turn my head a little bit because I like to cock my head in. And so, yeah, I, I took some padding out. I maybe had maybe an inch in there, but it didn't have all the good stuff that they have today. Right. You know, I mean, we, we didn't have the safer barriers back then. um. Oh, okay. So yeah. Yeah. That's yeah.
0: Concrete walls yeah. <clears throat> and all that. And, and uh, y- you know, it, it, I was so bummed about that because I had followed your career because, you know, I remember you from the go karts. Yeah. So watching you go from, you know, Hendrick and then bounce around for a few years and then get into the army car mm-hmm. I thought was cool because I could see the potential growing for
1: Dude, good finishes, I was so big, yes. You know what I well, mean? Like after I could, after we finished fourth at uh in in Texas and then we finished eighth at California. Then we went to Richmond, or we went to uh, Charlotte. They had an open test day for all the Cup teams, mm-hmm. and we were the fastest by like two tenths over mm-hmm. Jimmy Johnson. Mm-hmm. And then we went to Richmond. We qualified tenth, and I'm the fastest in practice. And then boom.
0: Yeah, it was it was one of those things where you, as a fan, you were watching it, going, "This is yeah. that chemistry that I, they're finding that yeah, is building." We, and and Cause that's what it was looking like from the outside looking in. Like these guys were on their momentum was building. They found something together, and they're gonna they were gonna win races.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> it was one you, of those. You things. know, it's amazing. Was it
0: that same feeling that you have with with that you had like over at, at like the twenty five car with all the guys? that You I, loved? You know,
1: I do. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because me and Ryan got along really good, and some of the guys on the team were just gelling so good. We had such bad luck in the beginning because of a new team. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, boom! We started, you know, cranking them out. And then all of, you know, we get to Richmond. We were it was so early in the season; I mean, we're, it's we're only talking eight, nine races in, right? And um, we just had really awful luck, like blown motors, a lot of motors. A uh, little ten cent part, you know. I think at, at uh, Rock or not Rockingham, Darlington, we were running second, and a a the the oil pressure gauge broke above the motor and we had to pull out and um and then you know the richmond deal so yeah i yeah you know, there's nothing nothing really to talk about other than i got in an accident at richmond um and yeah i'm here today and i'm just trying to motor on mer, motor on along myself well get look, myself going.
0: it's great that we had you on here today mm-hmm. really we had a lot of fun with you and uh the the stories. I'm sure, are endless. Oh, yeah. You know what the funny thing is, too? Is after we shut the mics off... You're going to remember something. No, well, no, no. Well, besides that, is the guests usually start telling us some other big stories, and it's like, well, shit, we need to go back in and turn you the know, mics I, back yeah, on. Yeah,
1: turn... No, leave this on, but listen, two guys I want to mention right now. Okay, good. ahead. Alex Jankowski. You, you may know him. Alex he's an amazing dirt driver in the Dirt Modifieds. He actually... I think he was in the top five at the Charlotte race. He just won a 12,000 a win at, uh, Georgetown dirt modified. Okay. Mm-hmm. Super dirt, super, super dirt. Cars. Super dirt cars. Cars. Yes. Yeah. Great kid. I cool. see this kid really having a lot of potential and maybe making it someday. I'm only talking about him because I, I like him Yeah, and I, I want him to do, I want him to get with a good situation and really be dominant. Yeah. Cause he's really that good. And then the other guy I wanted to mention, um, George Bassett Jr. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mad Dog, the little pup. Mad, little Mad Dog, little the Mad Dog. They call them. Yes. For, yeah, yeah. <laughs> amazing. Yeah, amazing kid. Amazing. I mean, it's amazing what he's done over the last three, four years, and now winning uh, the you know SK Lights. I feel old because I used to announce his dad's races. I know.
0: <laughs> All right. I know, I know. And
1: this, and that bastard's still roofing. Good for him. Yeah.
0: Very, very cool. It's it's just amazing. Anything else you want to plug before? No, you go? no. There's
1: a lot of a lot of t- maybe my kid. Yeah, I like to mention Jordan and and uh awesome. and Natalie. That's really cool, man. And hopefully uh we'll see you at the track this weekend and uh yeah, so like, maybe in the
0: future we'll see you out there fielding a car for your daughter or something. <laughs> that's where that's where you're gonna really feel like the fire come back too, yeah. is when you start putting a car together for your kid to race because we had my brother yeah, but on I'm, the I'm, show.
1: I'm kinda glad that they're girls. Yeah,
0: but... You know, I know, but they I... They can I'm, wheel the hell out of cars I, too, man. I know, but I don't... Look at Taylor Reimer. I mean, in I Midgets. She's I know, unbelievable.
1: But I don't... Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but I haven't done... You got to have something in you to do go oval track racing or, or, you know, go-kart racing. And I think my daughter is more of a horse person Okay, than anything. I don't think she likes to get dirty. Mm-hmm. And if if she wants to go... If she wants to be a racer, you got to get dirty. Right. No doubt. No, oh, so. I got you.
0: We'll see. Well, they have an arrive and drive program. Uh, SKE does. So you can actually like rent the ride for the night and let her try it and see if she wants to do it. Oh, really? Yeah. I'll get you in touch with Kyle. Okay, good. Yeah. I'll get you in touch with Kyle Beatty. Yeah. That way you don't have to buy anything or anything like that. You, oh. You, yeah. <laughs> you okay. pay. You pay, you show up, let her hop in it and they'll, they'll give her like 10 laps or something like that.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's a lot of money though, I heard. Or.
0: Well, you know, it's a lot to buy a ride for the night, not just for the little ten lap practice session. I think for the ten lap practice sessions, like a hundred bucks or something like that. But if uh, you actually buy a ride for the night, it's more money.
1: Yeah, so. I think. Yeah, I wish he would have told me that because I think he told me it was like six hundred bucks. I am like, whoa, dude. That's probably
0: to rent the ride for the night. That's
1: probably okay. what that is. Yeah, to uh, practice. Uh,
0: well, I think that's for a race. <clears throat> oh yeah! So, oh no! I'll get you. I'll get hooked okay. up with Kyle. I'll, I'll I'll introduce you to him. Yeah, he's gotten a lot. of Yeah, I've got started. his number. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Very good. Well, thank you. We appreciate you joining All right, brother. us, brother. D- Dude, thank you for no, coming thank in. You. The stories were fantastic. When uh, would you come back and do it again?
1: For sure. For sure. If I can think of something, yeah. Awesome. Or even, even you, if you say, hey, talk about the Europe days.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll have you got back, some good man. stories. We'll we'll get together on the phone and actually, you know, just bring up some topics and then I can probably just you know, start feeding them to you and we can pull them out of you. Okay. okay? Jerry Nadu joins us on the Derek Pernasiglio show. He had a ton of great stories and we look forward to having him back for even more great stories. want to thank you for joining us. And like always,
1: we'll see you the next time. Bye.